On the cover, a spray paint mural on an apex city overpass. In the center, the Baroness with paws outstretched and a beam of light shining upwards from her eyes. On one paw, Darren, William, and Piero pull towards a green park scene, the sun shining down on warm, grassy fields. On the other paw, a red spotlight picks out Crackshot and Motorhead of the Killage people, pulling towards a giant pile of money, electric guitars, and guns. On top of the overpass, leaning over and staring at an oversized leather jacket clutched in his nano-armored fist, stands Axiom. Issue 24, Choices. Okay, so we are here at part three of our Apex City one-shots, uh, this one featuring the Baroness. Woo! Right? Last we saw everyone, uh, Frederick and Furnace had kind of wrecked your collective shit. Mm-hmm. And in kind of the aftermath of that, the team sort of splits up, or at least the three of you that are left, uh, we don't really know what happened to William. I mean, we know yes. what happened to William, but we <laughs> we don't get to see what happened to William yes, in I, these panels. Yes, I don't know. You don't know. So as everyone kind of splits up, I want to get a couple of panels of the Baroness, and what do those look like? Like, where is she going? I feel like this is one of those montages where people are like, like, they have them all the time. Like, they're just walking down the street and the various neon signs are floating by on the mm-hmm, side. Mm-hmm. And they're, gui- they're guilty things. Like, okay. puns on guilt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did you abandon, like... Uh, have you abandoned your friends right? recently? <laughs> got things too like much abandoned blood. friends center. <laughs> yes, got too much got blood. Got too much blood. Yes, uh, yes. There's definitely some some advertisements for uh, be funny jazzy like, blood crimes in That'll there. be funny in, like, two weeks. <laughs> That's right, uh, back in time, aren't we? Yeah. We're <laughs> recording this after our Halloween special, so yeah. it's a little weird. So you're walking past a bunch of neon signs, uh-huh. and we have, I think, a couple of, like, not quite flashbacks, but, like, callbacks to uh-huh. the previous session where you had that ping that showed up in your head, and you went yes. to Dr. Bahat, yes. and Bahat um, gave you a little, like, nano pill to swallow, and uh-huh. then wrote a little code in there to kind of... <laughs> To kind of suppress the fact that you're giving off a beacon yeah. uh, that a couple of people are tracking uh-huh. uh, and told you that it should be fine as long as you don't get into any serious trauma. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you immediately got attacked by Frederick and Furnace and yeah. uh, went through a couple of portals, uh-huh. tussled with a couple of people, uh-huh. uh, and then, you know, the ping's back is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> As one would expect. <laughs> right at this point. And at this point in time, I think you're just kind of crossing the Ross Tunnel, which is mm-hmm. uh, a tunnel that kind of goes under uh, the Kenny River. So like the Simonson Parkway Bridge is right. the main connecting bridge above, but there's also a underground like car tunnel. Yeah. yeah. And you're kind of close to that. And What time of day is it again? It's... Did, did we leave him in the middle of like the day? Don't recall. Wow, yeah. I'm bad at this. Well, whatever time of day it is, I imagine there's like there's like a party or like a picnic going on for people and their friends just sure. off to the side of the tunnel. Sure. Sure, as you do. Yes. As you do. Lots uh, of friend bonding activities. Lots of friend bonding activities. Yeah, let's say it's like middle of the day. Maybe yeah, like getting yeah. into early evening at this point. We can retcon that later we can, if yeah, it's not. That's fine. I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to retcon it. It is now. That's what, the, <laughs> that's what the artist thinks it is. Yeah. If not, I've just been walking for an entire day. I'm just, I'm going to blame the artist <laughs> in this case. Okay. Damn you, Rob Liefeld. But, uh, <laughs> by the way, nobody, nobody but nobody has feet in this particular episode. I never have feet. I have paws. Right, you have paws. Your paws are fine. The paws are fine, but yeah. none of the human characters. No, none of the feet. That's a low blow. Rob Liefeld is a very talented person. I'm sorry, <laughs> Rob Liefeld. If you're, I don't, I don't. You're not listening to this, but I'm sorry all the same. That <laughs> <laughs> was, that was a bad, that was a bad attempt. At, I'm tired. Anyway, so your pain's back, <laughs> it's and okay. it's just coming out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably like maybe like 200 like feet away from it. Okay. So the question here is, what do you do? I feel like I'm not in the mood for running away from things at the moment. Sure. Um, I'm I'm feeling a little guilty and insecure <laughs> at the moment. So I feel like I'm just going to ignore it. Okay. I'm just going to keep walking sadly with like 
violin music playing in my internal stereo. Oh, that's good. Just walking through the tunnel with like spotlights occasionally. So, so yeah, as you, uh, as you do, you definitely catch sight of Crackshot and Motorhead. Mm -hmm. And to reiterate, Crackshot kind of looks like a young Ronald Reagan Uh uh, in like cowboy chaps. Uh, and he is riding a motorcycle that, uh, the handlebars are like actual human hands, uh, and has a little mustache that goes yes. over the headlights. Uh-huh. That is... Windshield wipers. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah. like headlight wipers. Yeah, the little headlight wipers yeah. are, are a mustache, yeah. That's, that's Motorhead. Yes. Uh, who is a guy that turns into a motorcycle. Yes, ironically enough. At, right? <laughs> and Crackshot is, among other things, a sharpshooter. Uh, yes, among other things. Among lots of a other things. A shooter of many kinds. A shooter of many kinds. We can just leave it at that, yes. Right? And they definitely catch sight of you and pull around uh, to kind of, like, follow you at a small distance. And Crackshot actually calls out, Oh, hey, hey there, Jackie! <sighs> and, he, and he holds up, like, a little uh, a little receiver box that he's been... We've been, we've been looking for you. I'm just... I'm gonna look over at him. Long time no see. One of the handlebars, like, lifts up and kind of waves at you. <laughs> uh, maybe help us out a little bit. You know, for old time's sake. I hear you got a good thing going for you here old in Apex time's City. sake. Yeah, what, what brings you guys to Apex City? Oh, well, so, a couple of weeks back, uh, some mutual acquaintances of ours managed to heist a, a gem... But they got run in by the cops, and it's been transferred here to Apex City. We'd like it back. It's worth an awful lot, and we were hired out to uh, to pick this thing up. So we thought, who better to hit up than our old friend, Miss Disaster? I thought I made it clear. Those days are behind me. Oh, I mean, I'm sure you did, but, you know, would you be willing to help us out just as a as a favor? I'd... I'd hate for our involvement to come up with any of your new friends here in Apex City. Without you, I think we might get caught by Kopi, and then we'd have no excuse but to spill the beans. I I would like to avoid those beans being spilled. What's in it for me? Well, that's an interesting question. I suppose we might owe you a favor, or, uh... I tell you what, Jackie, what is it that you want? Ooh, I didn't expect you to ask me that. You know me, I'm a straight shooter. Do you know... Do you know anything about or have any connections in the Infernus Corporation? Oh, we might have run some jobs for them now and then. Kind of revs the motorcycle a little bit. I think... I think Motorhead stole one of their, uh... One of their... What you call it? Um... Robbed one of their banks. (laughs) So... You wouldn't say you're necessarily in their good graces. I mean, if they pay us, we do jobs for them, and if not, we're equal opportunity. Okay, okay. You know, I might... You know I'm retired, right? Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) You seem like you're a little more, uh... You got a little more chrome than last time we saw you here. I think at this point there's gonna be some, uh... There's gonna be a, a couple screens of some like some black screens with mm-hmm. a green green coding language. <laughs> sure. This is how Jackie's mind looks. Okay. And there's gonna be like copy programs, and they're sort of like uh, they're forming little like um, pictures of like boxing guys <laughs> with like some red programs, and they're sort of like fighting it out. Oh, <laughs> nice. So who's winning? Uh, so initially it's the copy one because the copy guy is like mm-hmm. a, a really big hefty program, mm-hmm. but uh. The red program, like, throws some coating dirt in its eyes and, like, gets the upper hand. It's fighting dirty. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it is red code. As, as uh, we all know, red code fights dirty. Code red, yes. So then uh, there's going to be, like, a, a little, like, red wave that runs through my little, uh, my cybernetics. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to take you up on that offer. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I tell you what. And he uh, kind of pulls off to the side in the tunnel. Do you know a group called Phoenix? I do. They're holding on to this gem at the moment. Tell me more about this gem. Well, damnedest thing. It's a sapphire about the size, and he makes a fist, about the size of my fist. 
And when you touch it, it's cold. And I mean, like, if you read this thing on a thermometer, it should be freezing everything around it. And I take it it doesn't. No, it does not. You you of all people should know that I don't do well with magic. You remember what happened the last time I got involved in magic. And he kind of looks looks up. You know, I don't think I do. I'm, I've been... <sighs> Motorhead, you remember. And, uh, and the motorcycle is kind of like... In as much as a motorcycle can nod, just sort of nods. Uh-huh. I'm not saying I'm not gonna help. I'm just saying you're gonna owe me a big favor after this. You know what? For the price we're getting for this thing, you tell me what you want and I'll make it happen. We'll, we'll leave it open. Alright. <laughs> so, they've got a shipping center uh-huh. not too far from here. It's just off Tezuka Square. Meet us there at midnight. Midnight. And he kind okay. of nods at you, and he revs up Motorhead, and the two of them just tear off down the Ross Tunnel. <laughs> okay, I was hoping we could catch up, but all right, I'll see you at midnight at an abandoned factory. Sure, It's not abandoned, fine. it's a shipping center. Okay, it's a shipping center. Whatever. <laughs> this is one of the few places that's not abandoned in Apex City. <laughs> it's a warehouse, yes, but it's manned. <laughs> well, I assume at nighttime it will be at least mostly abandoned. Yeah, probably lightly guarded, yeah. All right. So you've probably got a few hours before midnight. Uh-huh. What are you up to? I think I, I'm still feeling a little uh, confused and amped up. Mm-hmm. I feel like I never really got to punch Frederick and Furnace in the face like I wanted to. You did not. So I'm going to uh, sort of let some let some of my emotions out in a frenzy of street tagging. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, okay. Are you are you <clears throat> tagging anything important? Or are you just doing, like, bypass murals? It's the middle of the day, so I imagine right? I'm not doing anything. It's probably something visible, because I'm definitely doing a mural. So okay. I, I think bypass mural makes sense. Bypass mural? Okay, yeah. okay. But it's, it's uh, not somewhere where the cops are going to immediately spot me. What what kind of mural is this? What does it look like? Right, so I, I'm imagining this is a big, sprawling, like, epic mural. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some, some images of, like, boxers and written in code, boxing each other. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. There, there's a, a stylized version of, like, Frederick and Furnace as, like, some big, like, shadow creature uh-huh. that's, like, trying to devour a small man that looks similar but is <laughs> legally distinct from William. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, some big epic thing, <laughs> themes. Uh-huh. And there's some small images of, like, the killage people in the past and like the past trying to drag you down <laughs> like you're trying to fly out of it that's good it's very big and epic and that's real good yeah oh that's so good <laughs> by the time you finish up let's say you probably have like maybe an hour ish um is there anything <laughs> else you want to do like ahead of time or do we just flash straight to this thing you know, I can't imagine anything that I would really do right now. Okay, let's just get straight to it then. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get there. I feel like I would just go to the factory early and just wait. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so yeah, you get there pretty early, and it's it's a fairly busy place. Um, you know that okay. Phoenix is mostly in high-end prosthetics. Yeah. But you also know that they have been known to hold on to things, like... You know, Bulletproof was robbing one of their facilities. That's right, yeah. And it's a big high-tech vault, so they do occasionally just store things. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of... It's a shipping center, but it's pretty well fortified. It's got really thick walls. You can tell that there's definitely, like, guard posts. Um, there is, you know, your standard chain-link fence around it. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be a tough nut to crack uh, to get in there. Got it. If you're getting there a little bit early just to kind of case the joint... Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and have you assess the situation. Sure, I can assess that situation. Let's see, that's an eight plus zero. <laughs> so go ahead and ask one of those questions, and you will get a plus one while acting on it. What here is the most vulnerable to... Or, I guess that's who here. I mean, I could even... I will give you what here is the most vulnerable. I think that, that yeah, works. Yeah, all right, let's go if, with that. If you if you prefer that one. Yeah, let's go with that. Sure. There are two guard stations okay. um, that kind of lead in from either direction. <clears throat> in the middle, there's a sizable blind spot. Like, this isn't like... This isn't like, you know, Fort Knox. This sure. is just a shipping station that's for, you know... Sure. So... There's a pretty big section of fence that you could probably get into without anyone seeing you. 
you've got, you know, your your scanners, you know it's not electrified, you know it's okay. not like a high tech. If I, you know, break this, like if I cut this, someone's gonna know. Sure. As long as they don't directly see you, you know, it'll it'll take it it'll take a while for someone to figure out that you got in that way. Okay, okay. So that gets you inside yes. the the grounds itself. Yeah, I'll get me inside. And from there, I mean honestly, you could break through a wall, no problem. I mean, yeah. Right? You you're you. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So that that would actually get you inside pretty easily. All right. So yeah, just walk walk through basically. Yeah, basically you find yeah. a blind spot that you can get through mm-hmm. the fencing without anyone noticing you directly. All right. That and sounds then, good. So about this time, Crackshot and Motorhead pull up. Uh, uh-huh. Motorhead, uh, once Crackshot has disembarked, <laughs> transforms back into a human being. Yes. And he looks a little bit differently than, than the last time you saw him, too. It's like, you've gained a little bit of chrome, so has he. His is just a little more literal, uh, yeah. because he's part motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is a well-built Latino man. Um, he's got a big handlebar mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, his arms are kind of chrome up to the shoulder. Um, he's wearing fingerless gloves uh, at this Obviously. point. You know, which turn into, like, the leather uh, wraps around right. the handlebars. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> no, all about the aesthetic. Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, definitely, definitely tight leather pants. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, Wearing uh, nothing but leather. Yeah, yeah. Tight leather pants, like leather vests, no mm-hmm. shirt underneath Obviously. it at all. Just just the biker aesthetic, right? So he shifts back. Crackshot has uh, his little six-shooter by his side. <laughs> of course he has a six-shooter. Of course he does. And he's wearing chaps. Oh, yeah. Uh, and like a tassel vest. Yes, <laughs> Yes, like like the uh, the yeah. iconic cowboy of yeah. the, the age. It, yeah. Except he's wearing like a button down shirt under that with like a red power tie. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And he looks over <laughs> at you. Oh, good to see you early. I thought we would have trouble getting in here, but uh, I I suspect our expert infiltrators already figured it out. I I was never really much of an infiltrator. I I just sort of walked through walls. That's the same thing. <laughs> And he, and he points over at Motorhead. You know, Lenny's trying, but he's not hes not as good at it as you were. And Motorhead just kind of nods and he goes, yeah, yeah. And he, he kind of like punches his fist into his hand. He's like, I got some new arms, but... Yeah, I, mean, I noticed. Those are nice. And he kind of flexes a little bit. He's like, yeah, it's, it's a real gun show over here, but, you know... We're going to do a little fist bump. A little fist bump, yeah. Tink. Oh, that's a good page. But he looks a little bit, he's like, yeah, but I, I can't, I can't hold a candle to you, so. How's that, how's everyone else? How, what happened to you guys after, uh, the incident? Oh, they're still mostly running around Maestro City. Uh, we've had a couple of, a couple of change-ups in the meantime. Mm-hmm. But me and Motorhead are still running pretty strong, and the rest of them are holding down the fort right now. Don't you worry, we've got plans to bust out the ones that are in prison right now. It's part of what you're funding here tonight. <laughs> yeah, like, remember that one time that we broke into that one prison that had those, like, luchadors in it for whatever reason? <sighs> Man, those are good times. Motorhead just kind of nods. He's like, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> and Crackshot goes, remember that time that we broke into a prison to break out of a prison? We got ourselves arrested? Yeah, there was, like, that prison within the prison. Yeah, the prison prison. Yeah, that was weird. Anyway, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) So he kind of motions towards the building like an after-you sort of thing. I I just sort of slice open the chain-link fence and just sort of punch through the wall or whatever. (laughs) Sure, sure. Getting through the fence is easy enough. Um, getting through the wall, I do want you to unleash your yeah, powers. Yeah, I guess I should probably unleash my powers for yeah. that. Yeah, <clears throat> the fence is fine. You get up to the the building, no no problems. But all right, that is a thirteen. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Uh, so give me that panel of you like breaking through the wall into this facility. <clears throat> I imagine it looks like so we sort of. We get a couple of panels of us walking up to the wall. It gives some, like, specs of how thick the wall was mm-hmm. through my eye. Just, like, some numbers. <clears throat> and then I just sort of, like, punch it sort of unceremoniously. And just, mm-hmm. like, a whole, like, the exact shape of us just sort of appears. <laughs> and we just sort of walk through nonchalantly as the dust settles. Oh, that's good. 
So once you're inside, uh, you've got a pretty high-tech, uh, you know, warehouse. Yeah. Um, there's little robot carts all over the place, like little robot forklifts. Oh, nice. Just like zooming around the aisles. <laughs> None of them are manned. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about that. You see some cameras up in the corners that are kind of like, zzz, zzz, sure, kind of whirring back and forth. You're in a you're in a position that they haven't quite spotted you yet, mm-hmm. but you probably need to move. <laughs> which is the point at which Crackshot just like twirls his gun and very uh-huh. quickly takes out the cameras. And it is just a six shooter like revolver kind of thing. But when he when he shoots it, there are no there's no sound. There's just a little click as the hammer like clicks back. And one of Crackshoot's abilities here is that he can shoot anything even if there's no bullets in it. <laughs> <laughs> so he never uses bullets. That's yeah, that sounds about right. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> So he takes out the cameras real quick and then kind of like blows off uh, the, the barrel of the gun, even though it's not There's, it's yeah. not hot. And then he puts it back in his little holster. I reckon we've probably got a few minutes before they notice those are down. I, I could have hacked those, you know. Oh, where's the fun in that? You gotta let us do something. I guess you're right. Next question. Crackshot and Motorhead kind of spread out to start searching the, uh, the warehouse. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I am sort of... I'm I'm sitting back and keeping an eye on them. I'm at this point I'm not entirely sure that I still trust them. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I I'm watching them to see if they're like whispering or anything and I'm also watching for guards and just sort of analyzing the situation cuz I I have no idea where I'm going at this point. Okay. Um well if you're analyzing the situation, <laughs> let's just have you go ahead and assess the situation. Sure, why, why not? not? Why not? That's a 4. Okay. As you are assessing the situation, <clears throat> uh you notice a couple of things. Mhm. First off, Motorhead especially is, you know, he's peeking through a bunch of boxes, but he's doing it in a really, like, methodical kind of fashion. A lot of the boxes that he's checking are things that relate to Phoenix's day-to-day business. So it's stuff like, you know, high-end prosthetics. (coughs) Specifically, he's looking for, as you can tell, uh, processors. And really, like, really specific ones, like fine motor function, um... The ones that link up directly to the nervous system to allow you to control those things. Right. I'm just imagining him opening boxes that are just labeled arms. And they're just (laughs) full of arms of different kinds, just throwing the arms everywhere. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there goes my vision. Uh, Okay, but he's looking for processors. Yes. He's getting getting really specific, like, fine motor control and, like, nervous system link-up processors. Interesting. Uh, And he is definitely pocketing those as he goes. Interesting. Can I can I talk to the forklifts? You can try. What do you want to ask them? Shoot, what do I want to ask the forklifts? Besides, how's it going? Because <laughs> I'll give you that one. They answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's unhelpful. I want to ask them about a gem. Okay. Have they have they have you or anything cold? Have you seen anything really cold? Okay. So maybe, maybe like trying to figure out where something is. Yeah, that spike. Like I'm going to say, you know, I'm I'm having some uh, some problems with overheating. I'm looking for this uh, this thing, fellow robot. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to have you there unleash your powers because you are extending your senses. <laughs> yeah. I think that's close enough. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> that is a 12. Okay. That'll definitely do it. So you patch into their network, um, and you're basically at this point just trying to figure out, like, you know, shipping manifests, where things yeah. are. Um, sensor logs. Sensor logs. Anything might have registered a cold. And... You do find uh, that there was something that was marked as as having those designations, like it was to be stored away from things that were sensitive to like cold. It was under heavy shielding at all mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. and it actually came through here about a week ago. Interesting. So it's been gone for a while. Interesting. It was last transferred uh, <clears throat> into the control of the Heron Group. Um, and that was probably four days ago. Interesting. I will keep that information under my hat for the moment. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I, I will, I will thank the lift and, and tell him to, you know, take some time off, spend some time with his family. Uh, it goes to a corner and <laughs> slides into a docking, like, recharge station and it's like lifts its little fork, lifts things up and <laughs> kind of like waggles them at you. <laughs> I love you, Forklift. Your name is Bill. <laughs> Bill the Forklift. So Bill the Forklift is going to be recharging for a little bit and taking it easy. Sounds right. Uh, 
Meantime, Crackshot has found like an actual physical computer terminal um, that mm-hmm. he is trying to hack into. It's not going very well. And he sort of like gives a sharp whistle uh, and calls for Motorhead to come over because Motorhead has a way with machines much the same as you do. Yeah. Um, maybe not to your degree. Yeah. He has other skills. Yes. Uh, i.e. turning into a motorcycle. But he heads over <laughs> to start hacking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and He's better with the analog. I'm better with the digital. Yeah, basically. And you, meanwhile, at this point, can tell that a silent alarm has been triggered. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, because as Crackshot has been trying to hack into this uh, terminal, he has triggered, you know, that someone is here that shouldn't be. <sighs> you would expect you probably have a couple of minutes before somebody shows up. You don't know who that would be. Uh, someone's going to show up. Where around here can we hide? Like, this is just like a place with boxes, right? Can I, like, pull a solid snake and get inside a bunch of cardboard boxes? If you can find one big enough for uh, an adult black bear, sure. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run over there and say, You fools, you've triggered an alarm! And Crackshot looks at you. my most intense whisper. And Crackshot looks at you and goes like, What? What do you, what do you mean? I'm gonna sort of, like, tap a few keys and it's gonna be like, Alarm, alarm, alarm. Oh, crap. We still haven't found the gem. <laughs> I'm like... Do that thing where I hold up my finger, take it down in different panels repeatedly. I'm saying, we should hide. We'll talk about this in a second. Motorhead uh, finishes hacking into the system. And he's like, hold on, I've got the manifest. Let me just find out where that gem is and we can be out of here before anyone shows up. You knew it wasn't here? And Crackshot kind of looks over at you. Oh, Jackie, come on, you're one of the good guys now. Do you think we'd tell you everything? I could have told you where it was going without breaking in. How could I be sure you wouldn't run right to Kopi? Now you're here with us. You're implicated. So, of course, if you know where it is, now would be a great time to spill the beans. Damn, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) This is not over. Trust me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And at that point, you can hear... From outside of this uh, facility, you can hear kind of this, it's like a high-pitched whistle Mm -hmm. uh, up in the sky, and you can tell that something is getting very close very quickly. Uh, So, what do you do? Uh, Super runaway? (laughs) Sure. Uh, Um, What is the most sheltered thing in this room? So, you know that the building itself is pretty sheltered. Okay. That's right. Um, it's sort of a fortress, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's definitely built, like, bunker style. Uh-huh. It's not really in any, you know, danger of just immediately collapsing. Okay. That said, it's also full of, like, big metal scaffolding. It's full of, you know, like, robotics bays, and all of those are pretty sheltered as well, just in case of, an, like, an accident or, you know, a natural emergency. This place would work pretty well in case of, like, a supervillain attack as a shelter. That makes sense. In that case, I'm going to go with the cardboard box plan. Okay, you're going to try and find a cardboard box? Yes, I'm going to try to find boxes and just throw everyone into boxes. Okay. As you're doing this, Motorhead just legitimately turns into a motorcycle yeah, I mean, and parks fair. himself up against the wall. That's that's fair. It's his standard camouflage. Yeah. Uh, for you and Crackshot, though, I would like you... You know what? Let's call this and assess the situation, because what here can I use to hide is a yeah, pretty good... Let's okay. call it so roll plus superior. Nope. <laughs> I am not good at assessing situations. Oh, that's good. You're great at planning. <laughs> so you find you find a box that is big enough to fit definitely crack shot. Uh-huh. And you basically it is just a box full of um as you said previously it's a box full of prosthetic limbs. Uh-huh. So you just dump it out on the floor and put it over him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and while you're looking around for something big enough to fit you, you can kind of see a blue glow land outside the hole in the wall that you punched. Mm, I don't like the look of that. And inside uh, walks a form that you have seen in statue form. Uh, this is this is Axiom. God dang it. And God. Axiom, uh, for the listeners who have seen him pretty recently, actually, mm. is dressed in a just head-to-toe blue and chrome, like, alien power suit. It kind of shimmers, it glows a little bit. And as he walks in, um, mm-hmm. he definitely looks over at the box with, like, the limbs all over the floor. And the, like, just random stray motorcycle. <laughs> 
and the I am just posed like a bear statue. And the full-on like black bear trying to play it cool. And he kind of just like cracks his knuckles a little bit. Uh, and then I think I think he starts by charging straight at you. God dang. So the question is, what do you do? <clears throat> well, my first thought is I don't know. <laughs> I am going to uh, throw prosthetic limbs at him. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to grab a limb off the floor and throw it at I'm him. I'm just going to throw whatever's closest to me at him. Okay, what is your goal here? To distract he, him? Because he's like jet charging. He's like not even on the floor. He's just like, <sighs> like rocketing at you. Maybe I can make him flinch. <laughs> <laughs> just to try and distract him a little bit. I'm trying to distract him, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't necessarily want to fight Axiom. <laughs> sure. For, sure. I can name at least three reasons. Sure, sure. But you maybe <laughs> want to try and, like... I also her. don't want to get punched in the face. That's fair. I think... Oh, jeez, how do I want to do this? I think that's going to count... Weirdly enough, I think that's going to count as directly engaging a threat. Okay. Because you are trying to create an opportunity. I suppose so, yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe, like, impress surprise or frighten the opposition. So, like, trying to surprise him by throwing limbs at him to create an opportunity to get away. I think that's the closest that we can get there. Okay, So go ahead and roll danger. That's fair. Um, I know you're bad at this, so... (laughs) Yeah. Well, in this case, I might choose to uh, go within a china shop. Okay. So, since I am directly engaging this threat, I am going to choose to cause significant collateral damage by, instead of throwing random arms, I'm just going to grab a... A box on the bottom of a pile of boxes. Uh-huh. And try to push the entire pile down on him. Okay, I like that. Go for it. <clears throat> that is a nine. Okay. So, in a china shop, um, is collateral damage for an extra option? Yes. Okay, so that gives you two options. Uh, so what yes. two do you want to pick? I want to resist or avoid his blows. Probably a good idea. And, uh... Let's say impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Okay, okay. I think that's definitely going to work for surprise. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you push this box over and he kind of like rolls out of the way and probably like into one of those big uh, metal scaffoldings. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's going to, you know, uh, catch him off guard a little bit. In that moment, I think um, Motorhead revs up and tries to just ram straight into him, mm-hmm. um, which sort of knocks him, you know, down one of the aisles. And then Motorhead looks over at you and, like, honks his horn. It goes, burp, burp. And then he, like, wheels around towards the exit. Uh-huh. Okay, what do you do at that point? I'm going to grab the box with crack shot in it. Okay. And sort of, like, sling it over my back. Okay. And I'm just going to sort of charge, like, run out back through the hole with, uh, with okay. Motorhead here. Okay. All right. So legit just trying to escape at this point. I, yeah, I'm just going to try to get out of here. Okay. Uh, so you run out of that hole, uh, yeah. and from inside you can kind of you can kind of hear um, this like whirring up um, of those like of that rocketing kind of like whine sound. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You get out the hole in the wall, and like kind of seconds behind you is Axiom, yeah. who is just a second behind you, and then goes up and over, and is now making a beeline towards Motorhead. <sighs> uh, he is definitely faster than Motorhead, so. <sighs> What do you do? Do I want to do that? <laughs> do you want him to just let him take Motorhead? Is the question. I mean, I could let him take Motorhead. My sh- my thought was, do I want to throw crack shot at him? <laughs> no, no. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to uh, I'm going to try to defend Motorhead here. Okay, how are you going to do that? I'm going to try to jump between them. Okay, I'm going to try to like use my my super strength. <laughs> sure. <laughs> super leap. Super leap kind of in between them. <laughs> yeah, so my thought is I'm going to jump between them and then push all of us out of the way. Okay, go ahead and roll to defend someone. <laughs> we'll see how well that goes for you. Yes, we will. Okay, that's, that's an eight plus Savior. zero. So that's an eight? That's an eight. Okay, so when you defend someone, uh, on a hit, you keep them safe and you choose one. Okay. So on a seven to nine, it costs you though. You can either expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. So which do you, which of those do you want to do before we choose the one? <laughs> I 
feel like I'm going to expose myself to danger at this okay. point. Okay, okay. We'll get to what that is like in just a second, but which option do you want to choose? I feel like I'm going to take influence over, uh, over Motorhead here. Okay, I think that works. I think that definitely works, because Motorhead sees Axiom coming for him and realizes he can't outrun. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, just that fear in his headlight for just a second before you, like, jump in the way. Uh-huh. Um, now, are you still holding the box with Crackshot in it at this point? Yes. <laughs> okay. So the way this exposing yourself to danger works uh-huh. uh, is that Axiom was just going to grab Motorhead and swoop kind of up with him, and you just jumped in the way of that. Uh-huh. So Axiom just grabbed you and is swooping up. I see. As he does, uh, I think you're a little heavier than he was expecting. That That's fair. <clears throat> but the Rude, su- but fair. But the suit uh, very quickly makes up for that. Yeah, I mean, I see. It's, it's, you know, an alien power suit. Yeah, it, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah. And from inside the box, you can hear Crackshot going, <laughs> because he was not expecting that uh, acceleration that quickly. <sighs> and Axiom kind of looks at that and then looks over at you and goes, hmm, that didn't sound pleasant at all. Welp. And then he headbutts you. <laughs> Go ahead and take a powerful blow. Uh, now this is where I'm going to roll two sixes. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, not bad. I mean... Okay, so that's plus conditions, right? Yes. Ugh, that's a 10. Nice. So go ahead and pick, uh, pick what you want to pick. I knew I should have cleared a condition. Yeah, that would have helped. Oh, well. All right. You do have Crackshot here, so you do have a teammate, if you want to pick two off the seven to nine list. That is true. You know, I think the best thing to happen right now oh. might be to have myself knocked out and okay. trigger my regeneration. Okay. <laughs> so just uh, remove yourself from the, the the yes. Okay, so you pass out. Yes. Yeah. It's to be fair. It's a real hard head. Bar. Yeah, I mean it's it's axiom. It's axiom. So you just kind of whip back. Let's go ahead, right quick, and flashback. Yes, this is a good place let's, for a flashback. <laughs> let's flash back to a time that you got yourself in way over your head. I see. Um, while you were with the Killage people, mm-hmm. what hero were you fighting at the time? Well, I know there is the well-documented incident where we fought the supersonic youth. Or, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He trounced us. So what kind of powers does the supersonic youth have? I think I have some ideas. Yeah, but... yeah. He he, uh, <laughs> he runs faster than the speed of sound. Sure. He's, a, he's your classic speedster. Yes, he's a classic speedster. And I think in this case, um, we get that flashback where he's just kind of like literally running circles around Crackshot until Crackshot just passes out from getting too dizzy. <laughs> Yes, yes, it's um, like a cartoon. Yeah, like he just goes fast enough, they start spinning Crackshot in like the vortex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he uses that um, that built up momentum to like come straight at you with a haymaker. Sure, um, sure. And then like we get that panel where it hits you and then like glass is shattering on either side of the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, yes. And was that kind of, uh, as I recall, maybe the impetus for you to like maybe like rethink your criminal career? It was indeed, yeah. And we get the aftermath where you and the supersonic youth are just kind of like chilling out on the street, you know, waiting for the cops to show up. (laughs) And the rest of the killage people are like in various stages of unconscious or like, you know, like, I think Motorhead is like halfway through a window at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think Ice Admiral has frozen himself in his own ice. Yeah, yeah, because he was trying to like freeze supersonic youth and he just couldn't get a good beat on him. And the youth kind of looks over at you and he goes... You know, I don't really think your heart is in this. I fought a lot of villains in my time, and you're good at the violence, but you don't seem to have much stake in it. So at this point, I figure I'm like wrapped up in like streetlights and sort of yeah. like bound to the side. Now yeah. I'm... What do you mean? I mean, look, if it was just you, and you didn't have to worry about like a place to live or like where your next meal was coming from. Do you think you would be, like, knocking over banks? I'll just let you sit with that. Just think about it. Just really think about it. Because if the answer is no, I know some people, not here, you've already ruined your reputation uh, in Maestro City, but Apex. Apex has a Kopi facility, and they've got a really good young hero program that I think you would fit really well into. Just think about it. Just, Just think. Wait, wait, wait. Go back a second. You mean I can get food without stealing it? Yes. 
And at that point, we hear the sirens coming down the street. And go ahead and trigger your regeneration. Sure. Okay. Regeneration triggers. My body undergoes unpredictable transformations in mere moments. Mm -hmm. So I get to clear three conditions. That clears all of my conditions. I am going to unlock an armager form. Mm -hmm. I will change my physical appearance. And I think I will swap an ability with one from the newborn playbook. Okay. All right. We'll get to what that ability yeah, here is in we'll just a second. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, but when you unlock an armager, because you have filled armager, yes, you get a new option. Ooh. You get porcupine. Okay, I'm loving that. So you have that option. You ha you can pick it if you want to, uh, because <clears> you <throat> did also just hit three conditions, which is where you switch. No, I didn't actually hit three conditions. Did you not? Oh, no, you didn't. No, yeah, I didn't. never mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, so never mind. But you do have options. So you, that, yes. You have, you have, next time you switch, you have porcupine. Awesome. You have that as an option. All right. Let's talk about what changes happen to, your, to you physically, though, because it, when you yes. wake up, you are falling. Yes, yes. Um, I feel like I, that makes sense. And... You can see, like, just above you, like, um, going like, Jackie, 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 oh my god, Jackie, wake up! <laughs> What's going on? Crackshot has, like, he's out of his box at this point. Uh, you can see the box, like, fluttering up into the, into the you know, into the sky. Uh -huh. uh, and Axiom is very swiftly zooming back down towards where Motorhead is trying to run away. Right, right. Um, what happens to you? I feel like at this moment, I am, uh, instead of running from my past, mm -hmm. I'm becoming, I'm beginning to embrace it a bit more. Okay. So I feel like I'm going to take on a more punk appearance. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> in addition to growing some random like spikes and sure. stuff, sure. Um, I now have an undercut somehow. Yes. <laughs> Bear undercut. I like it. Uh-huh. And, uh, the hair on my head is now dyed blacker. Ooh, I like that. So I, I'm a little bit emo and a little bit punk. That's good. I've got some cyber eyeliner on now. That's cyber sci oh Cyliner. <laughs> yes, Cyliner. Oh, that's good. So definitely a slightly more punk appearance cool, than what I was doing cool. before. You're you're a punk cyber bear. I am now, that's, apparently. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> and as you are falling from the sky and Crackshot is kind of freaking out up above you and yes. uh, Motorhead is in trouble, what do Imminent you do? Imminent peril. Imminent peril. I feel like what I should do at this point mm -hmm. is um, wrap my arms protectively around Crackshot okay. and try to angle myself to fall directly into Axiom. Okay. Uh, are you trying to, like, speed up your descent, like... Yes. Like, yeah, go ahead and... Yeah, do it. Is that a directly engage or defend? <laughs> What's your intent? Is it to knock Axiom out of the sky or keep your friends safe? The first one is a means to the second one. Mm -hmm. But what's the primary intent? What's the what's yeah? The, yeah. What's so the I, I guess the the initial intent is to defend. Okay. So go ahead and roll the defense up one. Which is just making, <laughs> this, just making this harder on me somehow. <laughs> All right. Well, I rolled a nine. That ain't bad. Plus superior gives me nothing. That ain't bad. But though. yeah, yeah. All right. So go ahead and defend somebody. So uh, kind of same as last time. You will keep them safe. But on a 7 to 9, you can either expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation, and you get to choose one regardless. Yes. So what you want to do? I really want to de-escalate the situation. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is not an option. Yes. Well, to, to save myself from escalating further, I am going okay. to expose myself to danger. Okay. Which seems, like, fairly obvious given what I'm doing. Yeah, right. And I am going to take influence... Okay. Can I add team to the pool at this point? Yeah. All right. I think I'll take influence. I guess I'm defending Motorhead, who I already have influence over. You you could take influence over Crackshot yeah, because you're, you're grabbing your arms yeah. around him. And, oh, yeah, I'll take I'm influence over him at this point. Cool. Let's so you now have influence, influence over, over everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, you managed to catch up with Axiom um, and just like knock into him. He kind of goes off into the dirt into a, into the street. Yeah. And, like, tears, like, a big, like, furrow in it. You kind of land, like, hard into yeah, the street. Yeah, I imagine. Um, so I am going to have you roll to take a powerful blow. <laughs> yeah, from, um, from you, the ground. From the gr Yeah, from the ground. Ugh. Well, at least you don't have any conditions marked So it's anymore. just a nine. I didn't get a ten this <laughs> time. Right, that's good. Uh, so what do you want to do? I'm going to mark two conditions. <laughs> <laughs> what you, what you going to mark? Uh, I am going to be angry and insecure. That's good. 
That makes sense. So, <laughs> so as you were kind of like shaking off the ground, uh, Crackshot mm-hmm. at this point is running over and jumping on Motorhead. Mm-hmm. Um, the two of them are, you know, kind of tearing off into the night. Right. Uh, Crackshot does look back to see if you're following at least. So we'll give you that. Okay, um, there's that. Axiom is starting to pick himself up out of the street. Uh-huh. You've probably got, you know, a couple of seconds before he's back up, you know, and coming at you. What do you do? <laughs> there's so many petty things I can do. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things you can do here. Just a couple seconds. Yep. Not a whole lot of time, but enough time to do something. I'm going to run over and spray paint across his mask and then run away. <sighs> oh, that's good. If I had a stencil, I'd, like, spray paint a stencil of, like, some other villain, but I don't think I have that prepared. You know, so. what? You know what? Directly engage a threat. <laughs> I'll take that. I'm directly engaging his ego. You're, yeah. That's that's a thing. No? Okay, that gives me a nine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, do you want to engage uh, any of your moves? I'm not sure I'm doing this in a terrifying fashion. No. You could. I don't know how you would cause collateral damage with no, this. No. I yeah. think I'm just going to take the nine. Okay. Uh, so pick one of those things. <laughs> my gut reaction says i want to take his dignity from him oh, though that's good. that's good i mean yeah go for it that's what i'm gonna do then okay uh so you spray paint across his face mm-hmm. um and i think that throws him off a little bit and he kind of like falls backwards on his little cyber button um <laughs> and he looks for for a brief <laughs> moment for a brief moment pretty silly yes and i feel like i spray paint a happy face on his mask oh like like dot dot like smiley. Yes. oh that's good that's good <laughs> and so god he so he loses his dignity <laughs> at least for the scene and i think the way that works out you didn't resist or avoid no blows. and no. i think the way that works out is that he just goes stop toying around with me and take this seriously and he punches you like Almost full force. Uh-huh. Um, go ahead and take a powerful blow right quick. Yup. Like the square center center of your chest. That is a six, seven, eight. Okay. Your teammates at this point are running away. They're so gone. I don't know that you can lash out verbally. No, I'm going to uh, give ground. You're going to give ground? Okay. I'm going to give so, ground to that. So he punches you like square center mass and mm-hmm. you slide back across the street. Um, probably a good, you know... Probably a good 50, 60 yards. I'm just straight down the street. And as you are like just getting your bearings again, you realize that he's just inches away from you. And I think the chance he's going to take is that he just grabs one of your wrists and then wrenches it around and you can feel something click. Uh And he has just cuffed your hands behind your back. Uh, I see. (laughs) That's Uh, how you're going to play this axiom. Yeah. So what do you do? I'm going to laugh at him and say, worth it. (laughs) Okay. Which I consider directly engaging his ego. You know what? You know what? I'll allow it. Go for it. (laughs) Oh, that's not good. Okay, that gives me a seven. Okay. So pick one of those things. I'm going to say, I've already taken his dignity, so I'm just going to impress, surprise, or frighten him at this point. Okay. Uh, I think he is a little... I think I'm going to go for surprised again. Yeah. Because he just, like, shakes his head, and he comes around the front, and he looks at you, and he's like, I read copy files. I know who you are. I thought you were better than this. I... He is... I, I thought you were a hero. And I think that's... I think I think that's a powerful blow. That- I, was th- I thought it was shifting my labels. Oh, no, you know what? You're right. It is shifting your labels. <laughs> that's definitely, um, shifting, that's definitely, my definitely labels. shifting your labels. I think what he's trying to do, um, I think he's shifting your savior down and your danger mm-hmm. up. Okay. Um, neither of those can move in either of those directions. Okay, so do you want to accept that or reject it? Oh, I definitely want to reject it. Okay, so go ahead and reject it. <laughs> I'm going to fail this spectacularly. Oh, let's, let's see if this is your first time you successfully reject Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a one. Okay. Because I'm insecure. Oh, that's... <laughs> so... I'm never, ever going to reject influence. <sighs> no, you're never going to succeed. You're gonna, you constantly try, but you never succeed. never succeed. So I think Axiom, who is kind of a big name hero, yeah. telling you that you're not acting like a hero, yeah. um, definitely hits you hard. Yeah. So mark a condition, and okay. I'll adjust your labels. All right. I am now guilty as well. Okay. And I think with Axiom having just basically... 
wrecked you up and down the street. Uh I think you're feeling less dangerous. You're feeling like less of a big shot. That makes sense. And probably more mundane. Yeah, that makes sense. So danger down, mundane up. Okay. That does give me uh, three conditions, though. It does. (laughs) Uh, So this could be the time you shut down if you want to reformat. Uh, Or we can finish out the scene and then you can. Narratively, it makes sense that I shut down from how powerful his emotional blow is. (laughs) Sure. You just shut down. Yeah, and then I come back. So, originally I was in Puma, and then I think I'm going to come back as a porcupine. Okay. Which is certainly more defensive, because that's how I'm feeling. So, we get those panels where you shut down. Yeah. And I think Axiom is just kind of alone on the street for a second, and, like, makes a little energy, like, wipe around his hand, and, like, burns the spray paint off his face mask. <clears throat> Uh, and then puts a hand up to the side of his ear, and he goes, Hey, uh, Olivia, we got a problem. Masks, a new generation, is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of angst, Bears and system error. Give it your dollars. It is well worth them. The Baroness is played by a glitch in the system. Piro is played by Lenny. You can find her on Instagram at C4TFood. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. Apex City is jammed by Jeremy, or so you think, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at Cinder underscore Brandt, on Instagram at Brandt.ash, and on Tumblr at Kimmins. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.